Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Thursday, August 17th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox and I'm joined by Jim Harbaugh's top Pac-12 scout. Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. JC, what's up, people? Thanks so much for listening. You're right, Harbaugh has me out here scouting the Canadian Junior Leagues. I'm all over the West Shore Rebels in my khakis, the Nanaimo Raiders. <laughs> I'm looking for talent out here. We'll find him. Me and Harbaugh will find him. We'll attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, and we'll find some talent out here. We're Pac-12 school now, <laughs> if I can use we speak. Love it. Yeah, we got to... Got to get these PNW uh, pipelines and see where the the source of all uh, the talents coming from. I'm out at Royal Bay. I'm out looking for at the football team at Royal Bay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, happy to be here, JC. Another wonderful Thursday evening in Little Owl Studios. Thanks to all the people out there listening, driving in your car, whatever you're doing. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. And we're gonna talk some more college football down the road. Just a little bit of a taste there for you. But first, we're gonna talk about parenting. It's time to talk parenting. Parenting. Man, I had... How's your week? <laughs> it's been a week. If you can't tell in my voice, I'm, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Um, so I'm trying to get right. I'm on the mend. But uh, God damn it, Justin. I can't wait for these kids to go back to school. <laughs> you've, hit your, you've hit your limit? Yeah, man. Your breaking point. Yeah. The, we need routine. We need... <laughs> We need routine in my household again. Mm-hmm. We we had an incident last Saturday. Go on. You know how um, addicts talk about their bottom? <laughs> yes, I have heard that, yes. I think I hit my parenting bottom last week. Is that right? Yeah, at least for now. I mean, there's a lot more parenting in front of me, a lot more fuck-ups in the future, yeah. I'm sure. It'll get lower. <laughs> <laughs> so... If you're listening last episode, you know that Julia had a reunion and a few friends uh, kind of stuck around town after the, her school reunion. Finnish friends. Some Finnish. We actually had a friend uh, who's Costa Rican um, that was staying with us for a few days afterwards um, before he headed back home. And <laughs> Saturday night, we had promised the kids that we we're going to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. A movie I want to say mm. they've seen this in the theater months ago. But now it's available on streaming, yes. one of the surf- services. And they got really excited about it. We said, hey, Saturday, family movie. Got our friend hanging out with us. We'll all hunker down and watch it. Cool. Julia and her friend are out and about town, doing stuff downtown, shopping, etc. And the kids are just giving it to me. They're just being awful. And I'm trying to get them to eat dinner so that we can get the dinner in them before the movie. Yes. And so we can just enjoy the movie and not have to worry about... Because they, they turn into zombies while they're watching the film. They're not going to eat during the film. Anyway, we get to the point where Nico is climbing all over Dante to a point where I'm throwing threats at him. Typically, they're hollow threats. But Saturday, I just... Something blew a fuse. I said, if you... <laughs> If you bother him anymore mm-hmm. while he's eating, we're not going to watch the movie tonight. And just to give you what he was doing, he's grabbing him, clutching him, 
basically preventing them from eating. Mm, a little clutching and grabbing through the neutral zone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's definitely a, a yellow flag, five-yard penalty here. Yeah. So anyway, he gets to the point where, like I said, it. I'm like, that's it. One more time. No movie. He does it. He pushes me. And I was like, that's it. No movie. And a switch flipped. I've, I've rarely, I was going to say never, but I have seen this, but I've rarely seen this with him. He went from jokey play play yeah. to bawling Uh-oh. tears. Uh-oh. Like inconsolable. Like to the point where like Dante's catching a contact cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many tears on Dante's shoulder. He's now feeling it. He's yes. feeling wet. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and I'm a villain, obviously. I'm the yeah. asshole. Yeah. Choices and consequences, though. Choices and consequences. Choices and consequences. And I feel like a parent can only have so many hollow threats before you, sometimes you got to pull the trigger. You got to drop that hammer. Yeah. So, Julie gets home. Everyone's crying, even the Costa Rican. <laughs> Juan Pablo was not crying. Uh, Juan yet. Pablo wasn't crying. No. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. So, everyone's crying. I feel bad for Julio and Juan Pablo because they walk into just this fucking apocalypse. Yeah. And I explained the situation and I was at a point where I was like, I'm not backing down. So Julia's like, hey. Good for you. She's like, can we get out of this situation? Can we negotiate with a terrorist? And I was like, no, nope, nope. We can't do it. No, not never. Anyway, 30 minutes later when he's still crying and not his natural color. Like, just lost long, it. Long haul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just crying himself <clears throat> red in the face. Dang. He comes downstairs. Also, let me back up really quickly. I'm sitting there. Juan Pablo, I've met him a few times in my life, but we're not, like, bosom buddies or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to <laughs> explain to him. I'm like, so, he crossed the line. Da, 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 da. Juan Pablo doesn't have any children. Yeah, he doesn't get it. But he's like, he's like, well, I have a niece. I kind of get it. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, repeating my case like because i'm embarrassed yeah. but i just like repeating my case I'm like so this is what happened no this is what happened i told him this da, 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 da. Yeah. and he's cool he's being cool but also it's just like like a bomb went off in the house so you know i feel bad so anyway we get to a point where julia consoles nico i tried consoling him didn't work i was trying like because him. he's because he's mad at you or because he's just so flustered he can't he can't come back great question he's so flustered he can't come back mm-hmm. he feels that he's failed beyond i see like redemption see. Mm-hmm. so he we've is, all been there <laughs> we have been there so he's losing it then finally he comes down he's still he's got that kind of you know kids come down and like kind of suck back the tears like <gasps> like kind of hyperventilating but yeah. trying to calm themselves because they've yeah. like cried it all out yes and he's just like can i can i do something to get the movie back and i'm just like and julia's like behind him like you know mouthing words and stuff to me and i'm just like and she's like just like give him a win like do something like let's do something here to redeem and i was like yeah go in sort your laundry because there's laundry that needed sorting i was like sort your laundry yes and brush your teeth or whatever and like come back okay. and we'll watch it okay and he went on the hop <laughs> on the hop does it like never done it before he's quiet he's focused, focused. he mm-hmm. does everything he's supposed to do he comes back and then like 10 minutes later he's we're just all enjoying the movie and wow. we're fine like it never happened like it never fucking happened 
when I'm like sitting there just like having heart palpitations about like, you know, am I going to have to pay for therapy very soon because I ruined my child forever or therapy for me. Yeah. So all of that's happening. And then it just goes away. Like nothing has ever happened. And then I'm still salty because I broke. Yeah. You're mad at him. You're mad at yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of like yeah. I was like, oh, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. I'm trying yeah. to justify like I took the, the the high road, but I'm also just like, God damn it, he broke me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was tough, man. It was that was a tough tough thing. In the end, everybody was 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 good, but and like the next day, like never happened for the kids. They just it, like didn't bother them at all. But it was it was dark. For, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> That's panacea for everybody. That's all they needed. Yeah, fucking Chris Pratt with his fake Italian accent. Haven't seen it. Oh, I'll take the movie review in a second. Um, when we're talking about counseling, <laughs> I, I have I had an issue at my place the other day, which just sort of lends to what you're describing. My new thing with parenting, and I'm stealing this from somewhere, is if you're going to do some damage, you got to repair it, right? You don't want the lingering effects to. Um, to last every time he sees Super Mario, he starts crying for no reason, <laughs> right? Yes. So I hope you circled back and um, conversed with one of my favorites, Nico, and and just sort of soften the edges on that. If you haven't, it's never too late because they they won't. I mean, it's still fresh. We're a week later. I'm sure he'll know what you're talking about. I was apologetic. I think at some point during the melee, and I was like, "This is why I was trying to give." But like sometimes I feel like I'm trying to talk reason or logic. That's what I'm saying. You got to do it later. Yes, you got to do it later. You got to like, circle back. They're blind, right? Like totally. they're like they're zombies. They're blinded by like rage, fear, embarrassment, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So, I had a big. I had a big on Sunday out of nowhere. Sort of caught me off guard. I, for the first time ever, really seriously and and to a T. I had a little bit of um. I had a bit of a verbal confrontation with sort of a neighbor who was behaving poorly. Okay. And I I reached a level of frustration on Sunday morning that I wasn't <sighs> that I wasn't planning on that sort of caught me by surprise and dropped some dropped some language in front of the kids. Okay. And that was my point about um uh, repairing, doing some damage and then repairing after because I had to repair after a couple hours later because it wasn't wasn't my best work. It wasn't my best work. And the that language, uh, yeah, man, I didn't feel great about it. But if blockhead neighbor wants to take a run at me again, then we're gonna we're gonna have words. Easy. We're gonna have words. Easy. When he ran over when he ran over the water gun and shattered the cheap plastic everywhere. That that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I felt I still feel bad for swearing in front of the girls. I, sometimes it's just you know it's almost like involuntary it just comes out right it's like Dante shit <laughs> it's a callback what a great callback second callback <laughs> no I understand but good on you for like working back and like you know like you said kind of patching things up because it does need to happen it's one of those things I had to address it I had some words that aren't often heard and I had to we couldn't we couldn't let it lie one of those things we couldn't let it lie right yeah I had to had to talk about <laughs> had to talk about it and hand in hat, I didn't feel great about it, but I had to do it. No, it's good. It's good on you. I feel like if anything, one thing we learn as parents is humility 
in different forms, different shapes. Like it comes in different ways. And sometimes, yeah, it's apologizing to your kids or like explaining things or like catching a moment where you weren't your best self, right? Because you're always a role model. You know, Charles Barkley didn't want to be one, but we we all are. Yeah, we are. We yeah. got to model the way. Yeah, this is the way. So while we're talking about kids, I wanted to ask you a question. Since you have three girls, I have two boys. There's a lot of physiological and like maturity things that I'm very curious about. And, and our kids about the same age, two of our kids. So it's like my kids... As I alluded to earlier, they can't keep them hands off themselves. Each mm-hmm. time, my kids can't keep their hands to themselves. Constantly wrestling, battling, fighting, just always picking at each other. And is that? Do your kids do this? My kids do do this, but I don't think it's to the level that boys do or your kids do. Speak in generalities. Like it does happen, but I think it's less with girls. I think it's less. There's some times when there's some real, you can tell they're totally, you know, provoking and poking each other. But I think it's a little bit less than with boys in my experience with other kids. I, that's what I suspected, but it's crazy. Like, I just, I don't know if it's just, I hope it's just the phase that they're in right now, six yeah. and nine years old. But it's just like constantly, especially everything's under a microscope because we're all in the house in the summer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of downtime, idle time. But it's just like feet and faces pulling on each other, like pinning each other down, like oh, funny, uh, funny till it's not, and it turns quick. That's the part that yeah. gets my goat because yeah. it's like we're good, we're good, we're good, and then someone's crying. Yeah, and then I've got to do do yeah. some work. Beep beep beep. You got to back it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I was just curious about that. Another thing we talked about off air briefly is that my kids are obsessed with video games uh-huh. and i don't know if this, this is, is interesting to me this is interesting to me yeah i mean i'll admit i play video games too we talked about modeling things so maybe there's some of that in there i'm not gonna say that i'm above that but my kids are obsessed with minecraft and now dante is playing this game among us which is like i don't know like mafia or like kind of a whodunit and there's all of this like um slang or like you know language attached to it so my kids are like walking around the house is like you're sus like suspect like stop acting sus because that's in the game that's and hilarious all of these things have kind of permeated my world now yeah uh, and just talking about strategy of these games fucking games interesting so anyway do you are your kids into video games do they show any interest they're they're showing no interest in video games actually and i do think again to speak in generalities, I do think that's a difference between girls and boys. Now, I'm not a video game person. Maybe if I was playing video games, they would probably show more inclination towards it. But yeah, there's no there's no talk of video game. In fact, the only talk of video game in my house is like some of the friends, the boys who play video games. It's like, yeah, these guys are talking about Minecraft, Daddy, and I don't really get it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really get it either keep her away from the Minecraft as long as possible. And and that's that's actually again something you and I've talked about is because because that Minecraft world is is crazy. Like it's a whole stratosphere, right? And it's it sucks kids in, not just boys, girls too, but it sucks you in and it's it's something else. Like there's a back and forth. It's early. It's it's kind of some serious gaming. Mr. Beast is a household name in my my home now. If you know, you know. He's yeah. like an influencer on YouTube and 
Really? Yeah. So like, like see, I have are, no, I have no concept of that. Like, it's just not on the. God bless you. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, it's a whole thing where they're like watching tutorial videos. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like you said, it branches out to so many things. I think it's part of boy culture. Like, I yeah. think it's part of the kids of our age and predominantly boys. I think it's just sort of part of. Like, if you're not into Minecraft or you're not into some of these games, then you're kind of a bit of an outsider. So that, you know what I mean? Like, not just to be cool, but it's sort of part of this age that we're at with our kids. Yeah. I can, I will sugarcoat it in this, in one way. There is a level of creativity to the game that I do appreciate. And like, you have to use a bit of your imagination and it's got this architecture, architectural aspect to it. That's, that's positive. Mm. Um, so there, it's not all bad. There are some things that I think are, are cool and maybe it'll shoot them off to a career in like computer science or like coding or something like that. Maybe it sparks some sort of something there, but also at the same time, I don't want to hear about fucking Minecraft anymore. Yeah. And how much time do you give them doing this? Like how much, you know, we talked. Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. Summertime? <laughs> Ugh, no no screen limit soldiers uh, over here exactly yeah oh, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah interesting yeah hmm. yeah so case in point do what you're doing keep doing it there's some wonderful things i think about having girls at home there's some wonderful things about having boys at home but right now i'm, I'm going through it with these video games pros and cons to both can't wait for school to start let's take a break six the sports gloss is back let's get into while we're here in little owl studios let's get into sporting topics oh the day jc how about how about messi in those pink inter miami kits continues to score he scored an absolute worm burner the other night just laced it on the turf and you know i know something about that (laughs) miami Messi, the relationship, the ongoing developments, the whole world's watching, now watching Messi in the MLS. Your thoughts? I think it's great. Um, You had talked about this on one of the early episodes, bringing some of these, you know, legends, maybe in the latter part of their career, to the MLS, bringing the talent and seeing what happens. I think this is a beacon. Like, I'm hoping that we're going to get more talent coming. You saw Sergio Busquets came with him. You know, his former Barcelona running mate. And yeah, it's interesting. I'm curious. Neymar goes to Saudi Arabia. Bag, 300 milli, I think, for two years. Wow. We know Messi turned down a billion, literally a billion dollars plus. If I had a billion dollars. (laughs) So I'm wondering, my question here is, I'm just wondering, do you think... Messi is going to attract more talent to MLS or you think more people are going to go to Saudi Arabia and play in obscurity and just get paid? I think that's, it's a really great question. I think that is now the divide. Are some of these guys who've played in Europe for a long time, are they going to chase the bag? Hard not to take 150 million a year times two like Neymar did. Holy Toledo. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. I read something today that Messi's really enjoying 
this change because he can kind of live in an anonymity that he hasn't before, right? In Europe, yeah. he couldn't go outside and get a bagel and a coffee without cameras in his face, right? And now he can actually live a life. He's got a family. He can do things in Miami, and he's he's not so recognizable. So that maybe that's something that might be might be uh, important and interesting to people of Messi and Neymar status. But but yeah, this this Saudi movement and this Apple MLS money pushback is is quite a dividing line here in terms of what people want to do. I imagine like Neymar, for example, you know, to what you were saying earlier, is going to walk around and he's going to have this entourage and everyone's going to know like everything he does. He's mm-hmm. got to represent the state. I saw something like he has to like, he's incentivized to post about Saudi Arabia. On like IG. On IG, And yeah. check us out on IG at the Sports Gloss on IG. That's right. Yeah. But, but he sp- gets paid per post <laughs> on top of... Jesus. Three hundred million in two years. Just printing their own money. Just the sports washing is is nuts. And the thing about that league is too, though, as mentioned before, when are we ever going to see that here in North America? Like we're not going to see it. I. It's been a while since I've been in Europe, but are we watching it? If if you and I are having this conversation in Little Owl Studios in the London branch, are we (laughs) are we able to see? Il Halad or whatever the name of the team is that Stevie G's coaching. Like, are we able to catch that? I'm waking up at 2.30 on Saturday to go watch Cristiano Ronaldo play against people I've never heard of. The answer that is no. To the MLS, this weekend, Inter-Miami plays Nashville as part of the, the League's Cup. The cheapest ticket in Nashville, the cheapest ticket to watch Messi and Inter-Miami versus the Nashville squad is 650 bucks. That's the cheapest ticket. Right? And that's that's in this this club tournament. That's, that's not wild. that's not MLS finals. That's not a Taylor Swift concert. That's not a Taylor Swift concert but priced like it is. <laughs> and that is the Messi effect that we've been talking about. That's yeah. it. That's it right there. That's not even a league game. And Nashville is a, a decent market, but it's not New York, it's not LA, it's not Chicago. They've got a vibrant soccer market now, um, a recent expansion team, they've got a great buzz around it. They've they've got a lot going on, a lot of momentum, but you're right, it's not LA, it's not New York, like it's a you know, sort of a smaller American city in comparison, and that's what they're charging. Like that's that's, that's the buzz. That's awesome. That's wild. So we'll see what happens with uh you know, the messy effect and how it continues. And it's great to hear that he's enjoying his life. And yeah, let's see where it goes. If he keeps scoring, maybe I'll eat crow and have to get the apple package. <laughs> there you go. I would never, but... <laughs> Staying with uh, with a bit of footy with soccer, Women's World Cup, England versus Spain, final coming up this weekend. Who you got? I just want to go back to England versus the Matildas mm. of Australia, which was the semifinal, right? Yes. Before I get my pick, 41%, 11, just over 11 million Australians, 41% of the population watched watched that game. Okay. In- England versus wow. the Matildas. That's awesome. Now, that's a home tournament, a lot of buzz. You know, if it's... If it's right there in your face at all times, a country's going to get into it more than they are across the globe. But 41% of Australians watch the Matildas? Pretty great. People say that uh, people don't watch women's sports, and I feel like that's a contradiction. That's awesome. That's a huge number. Huge number. I I think I'm going to roll Spain. Ooh. 
no real reason other than I'm, if I have my choice between the two, I think I want to. I'm rolling with the Spaniards. And you? Just to, you know, play against you, I'll say England. They've been hot. They've been kind of the favorite. Uh, they've overcome some some mm-hmm. tough games where they've been down, red cards, penalty kicks, things like that. So why not the lionesses? Let's see if they can get it done. The lionesses. <laughs> It'd be. I mean, that would be good for for women's soccer in in Europe and especially England, right? Well, you know, obviously one of the most football mad nations on the globe for the for the lionesses to win. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Do it before the men do it again. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Very much so. <laughs> What do you you want to make a wager? Sure, I'll take the Spaniards. You take the the Palmies. Who you got? Let's let's put something down on it. Let's put down a sandwich from Big Wheel Burger. Chicken sandwich from Big Wheel Burger. Fifteen dollar chicken sandwich from Big Wheel Burger. Deal oh, done. We're shaking. <laughs> Check that on your bets. Three six five app. <laughs> chicken burger. <laughs> Staying with women's sports. Let's stay with women's sports. Your girl, Caitlin Clark, has sold out Carver Hawkeye Arena next year. All the tickets, the home games. Pretty incredible. Gone. That that run that she had in the NCAA tournament that we talked about here on the Sports Gloss and that totally totally captivated um, the North American sporting realm at the time. And and as we spoke about, you and I, Jamal, how much more interesting it was in the men's tournament. They ended up losing to Gabrielle Reese, Angel Reese at yeah. the, in the final and LSU and uh, Kim Mulvaney's crazy outfits. However, <laughs> let's give her props. And, and here we are in mid-August, three months away from college basketball season starting. You live in Iowa and you're into Pac-12 football and you've got your and you can't get a ticket to watch the Iowa Hawkeyes, the women's team. Pretty cool. Really cool. Yeah. I've heard that if you're walking around Des Moines this time of year, as one does, people call Steph Curry the male Caitlin Clark. I like it. I like it. And who is it heading on their summer vacation right before we go back to school? I'm going to Des Moines. <laughs> Forget the sandy shores of Black Creek. I'm going to Des Moines. There's a lot of corn to stare at. Mm, it's ripe. It's ready. <laughs> Butter and salt. Boom. That's all you need. While we're staying in the sort of the gambling aspect, have you heard about uh, Phil Mickelson's act of his of his entire uh, professional life? Now, you and I are not big golf guys. If we can just be honest with the audience and put our cards on the table. Yeah, for sure. Not really golf inclined. No. Know about it. Don't play it. Yeah. Retirement, I'll get into golf. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson can't pull a club out of his bag without betting on it. Hefty lefty. Hefty lefty likes a wager. Yeah. Reportedly lost over $40 million in his life. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad work if you can get it. He lost that much. He lost it. That's wild. <laughs> I love this line about him reportedly allegedly this bookie says that he tried to bet 400 large Hmm. on himself on his team on the u.s in the Ryder cup versus europe i feel good about tiger i feel good about me i'm hitting the ball well let 400 go on this the bookie had to talk him down and said you ever heard of pete rose Don't bet on yourself in that way. Yeah. So the bookie talked him out of it. 
I just get this story. That's a, that was the whole reason why he left the PGA to go to live golf was because pay live, bets. Well, live live golf like guaranteed him. We were just talking about Saudi money in the in the soccer sphere, but live golf was guaranteeing him like a hundred million, and he was like, "Yeah, I need the dough." Yeah, because he's got a lot of horses to bet on, apparently. Oh, my God. I saw one other stat, and I'm going to misnumber it, but it was in the 40s. Doesn't matter. Something like 46 or 40-some-odd bets in a day he made, like sizable bets in a day. On football, I think. Yeah, it was football. Yeah. (sighs) He puts the D in degenerate. No kidding. (laughs) God. No kidding. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I would ask like what this does to his legacy, but he joined Live, so his legacy's fucking tarnished anyway. Yeah. yeah. I gotta get into betting. Maybe this is the year I get into wagering. As football seasons approach, maybe this is the year I get into wagering for the sake of the gloss. I know some people that need fantasy football <laughs> participation. Don't, don't get me going on that. That's a <laughs> that's a different category to me. We'll to talk me. about that later. Uh, Jamal Murray, Team Canada, gearing up for what's going to happen next? The World Championships and then the Olympics or something of that order? Yeah, the FIBA Championships begin on the 26th, I believe. Yeah. I think they got France first. And it's happening in Japan? Sounds <clears throat> correct. I, I think it's happening in Asia. Yeah, I have to check that stat. But yeah, it's um, it's coming. It's around the corner Murray, they've been doing some tune-ups lately, and he's um, been advised to to stay out. And why not? Why would you play? It was a long playoff run with the Nugs. He he was injured before that. Talked about bubble Jamal. Like sit this one out. I think it's a good call. Yeah. Do you think? I know you got money riding on Team Canada. I do. <laughs> How does it affect them? Do you think this is going to impact them? Well, he's obviously one of their best players, but. They're still really deep. They're still really deep. They should still do really well. They should play the U.S. in the finals of this, if I can project. Yeah. They got to get past Rudy Gobert and his three-pointers in the first round. but They just beat Germany in sort of like the Deutschland Cup and uh, the Brothers Wagner, Michigan guys. And, yeah, um, Purdue Boilermaker, Zach Eady is on nice. the squad, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I think less Jamal equals more Shea. And I think that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And a new coach. No more Nick Nurse. Insert assistant for the Sacramento Kings, Rudy Fernandez. Oh, really? Yes. Former, he's a former player, I believe. Mm, probably. We'll have to check on it. Check it. We'll get our department on it. Stats department. Yeah. Staying with Canadian basketball. Stay with Canadian basketball. You, my friend, are wearing a lovely Edmonton Stingers shirt shout out to my pal ja and uh some he's involved with the edmonton stingers and the cebl and he sent me a hat and a shirt and yeah, i'm repping the stingers as a guy who spent some time in the capital city of alberta yeah i'm into the cebl jc and here's why i really like that there's a place for canadian collegiate players to go and have an option to play professional basketball true professional basketball and and there's that midpoint between maybe playing in Europe for these upper echelon guys they're not going to play in the NBA but this is a nice this is a nice summer season for them for these guys to play pro ball to make some money to get their beak wet and then maybe move on to a team in Europe 
also these games are broadcast on TSN. Yeah. Chuck Swirsky, former voice of the Raps, current voice of the Chicago Bulls, one of the NBA's broadcasters held in the highest regard. TSN pulls him back in to broadcast these games on on TSN. Onions, baby onions. Take out the salami and cheese. The stingers are rolling. Like they're making an effort to make this league big in the summer when there's nothing else going on, right? Yeah. We've got the Blue Jays up here in Canada speaking from a Canadian POV. We've got the Blue Jays happening, but it's it's a perfect market filler, right? And this basketball is good. I talked about the Canadians. They also bring in a lot of Americans and imports. Like, and if you watch this on the aforementioned TSN on your on your your cable package, which I know you don't have, but I do. <laughs> But if you're watching this on a summer evening with a with a cold bubbly water in hand, it's it's good ball, man. It's yeah. good ball. It's not the NBA, but it's still a high quality. It's still a high quality. If you're a real hoop head like you and I are, JC, you recognize some of these guys that played at big Div 1 schools. And as a Canadian, I recognize some of these guys that played at CIS and U, U Sports schools. Yeah. Not only that, they're doing a great job of they've got the the staff around them, the infrastructure built around them. They're hiring a lot of women. They're hiring a lot of minorities. They've got young people in positions for this sort of summer league, this Canadian summer league. Man, I think it's really, I think it's a really good thing. I think it's a really good thing. No, I love it. It's great. I haven't watched any, but I'm I'm curious now, and I definitely want to want to check it out so you can get some. CBL. So here's the question. So here's the question. Oh, um, why we're talking about the CBLs? Because <laughs> the season just wrapped the other night. The Mississauga Shooting Stars. Your favorite rapper, Jay Cole, played for them a couple years ago, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. He played for them a couple years ago. They just won the league. I think they beat Calgary. We need, we need a CBL team here in Victoria. Yes, that's the next logical step. There's one in the Fraser Valley. We have the court here. If you remember a few episodes ago, I talked about um, the NAV Superfan Camp. We have the court that the Raptors won the championship in San Francisco on. We have it here in Victoria, housed by some um, some local dudes who who have it. Right? We had that the the Canadian Women's National Team was here playing Japan about a month ago, as you've as you've heard if you're a gloss listener. We have the court, we have the arena. Nothing's happening there in the summer because there is no hockey. Victoria needs to see EBL team, man. I'll stop being so excited about it, but I think this should happen. I could see it. There's there's buzz about basketball here, big time. So People would go not? watch it in the summer. There's nothing else. The Harbor Cats are happening here locally. They do a great job job of of drawing fans, but this would attract people. Bums would be in seats to watch this. I'm with you. Let's all, see if it happens. All we need is an owner. Hey, which leads me to the logical next question, and then I'll get off the CBL. What's the name of the Victoria hypothetical Victoria Ooh. sports team that you and I are gonna gonna spearhead and bring? Because, I mean, the thing that needs to happen to bring this team here is a person with lots of ducats and capital to bring it here. I think you know, <clears throat> it could be you and I if we hit the lotto tonight. But, <laughs> but if that happens, what's the name of the team? This think is a ab- great question. Think about it. Get back to me. The Victoria professional basketball team. What's the name? I mean, there's easy ones. I'll just rattle off really quick. Like Victoria Capitals. Mm-hmm. Victoria Parliament Funkadelics. I like that. <laughs> the, um, there's something, you know, I imagine with water and boats, things like that. Mm-hmm. 
um, something with overpriced housing. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Retired people. <laughs> the vic- yeah, the Victoria inflation rate. <laughs> Victoria nearly dead. Mm-hmm. But no, jokes aside, I think they could be a cool a cool name. There's there's a there's a lot of local talent. Like you can see like we've talked there about There is. Good point. Uvic, um they're homegrown grassroots. I could see this. I'm going to work on that name and maybe I'll I'll have something for you next time. Do you got one in the chamber? I don't, but I just want to make one more point about this. I said I wasn't going to go back to it, but I am. This league, I talked about how it looks visually on TSN if you're not in a market these games are happening before big crowds the Winnipeg Sea Bears I believe they're called is playing in the same arena that the Winnipeg Jets are oh wow okay excuse me they're drawing 12,000 people they're playing in an NHL barn and putting asses in seats and there's a great vibrancy around it in the aforementioned Edmonton Stingers they play at the Seville Center they're getting like thousands and thousands of people going and this is happening across the country like this league is on the come up and that's why I want Victoria to get a team and that's why I think this league is cool briefly just a bit of a detour but somewhat related I think we're gonna see like our kids I think Canada's national sporting identity is gonna shift even further I think there's always gonna be hockey but I think we're gonna see way more soccer and basketball yep on in both with both sexes yep totally because you've seen the burgeoning success of Mm -hmm. both teams like the men's and women's uh soccer teams Mm -hmm. uh you know winning medals Mm -hmm. uh world cup with the men recently and then who knows how far this uh this team will go in the fiba championships we mentioned earlier and then uh subsequently the olympics in paris next year i think they're going to make some noise on the men's side the women's team has always been good um, the women's basketball, uh, men, women's basketball team. So, I think it's inevitable that we're going to see more buzz, and I think sky's the limit for Canadian basketball. The Victoria cruise ship. There's a cruise ship joke in there. There's a cruise ship joke in there. <laughs> there is. There mass touristas downtown right now in Victoria <laughs> with the cruise ships docking. The Victoria Day Trippers. Yeah. Yeah, Victoria Victoria Fanny Packs. Victoria Bouchard Garden Visits. Oh. <laughs> let's keep well let's keep workshopping that. There's a there's a team name there. Yeah. And a possible sponsorship tie-in that we'll need to to get this on the tracks. Oh yeah. We're gonna have the inaugural coach here on the gloss. I think day. I'm gonna coach. I think I'm gonna coach. <laughs> you, you good? I don't think I'm gonna coach it. You're good? Yeah. You won't coach our grade four, grade five team. <laughs> But you're going to coach this Victoria CBL team? Goddamn right. I'll coach you both. <laughs> I love it. Uh, last week, a lot of people really loved your, your Blue Jays take. So let's go back for more. What's happening with the BJs? Talking baseball. Uh, I talked Di- Davis Schneider last week. Now he has, and not unexpectedly, he's cooled off. Jays are in this week of a little interleague play. They just finished. They split a two-game series with the Phillies and your boy Bryce Harper. Oh, Harper. Pride of Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. And his beard. Uh, They split a series with the Phillies of Philadelphia, probably slugged back some yinglings. Then (laughs) now they slide into their first series with the Cincinnati Reds, Reds since 2014. Again, on this little interleague kick. 
Jays, as mentioned in the last ep, are struggling, struggling to drive in runs. And give me a minute here, JC. I do not understand. Now, these stat nerds, these analytics people in baseball, and baseball is totally, totally um, molded by stats. But a stat that I, I, and I don't really agree or even understand that, but a stat that that's lost its emphasis now in 2023 that I don't comprehend is why RBIs runs batted in has been diminished. I don't fucking understand that. Ribbies. Yeah. If you don't score runs, you don't win period. So why, why RBIs is looked down upon now for OBS or, or slugging percentage is beyond me. Again, I don't understand that. You don't win. If you've got runners on second and third, heaven forbid, ducks on the pond, and you don't bring them home, you are not going to win. Just wanted to interject as a like, novice baseball fan. That was one of the three pillars of stats offensively that you always had. Batting average, yes. home runs, yes. RBIs. Pretty standard. I know we've gotten crazy with. We've gotten like, away from batting average. Batting average barely matters anymore. God damn it, Moneyball. That's right. If your average is low, but you're slugging, your percentage is high, and your OBS is high, you're okay. But why RBIs doesn't isn't important anymore is I don't understand. Yeah, you got to put runners. You got to bring runners and let them step on home plate to win the fucking game. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Banana lands. Banana lands. <laughs> and that's what the Jays are are struggling with. They can't bring runners in. Their pitching staff is doing real, doing really well. They're now their bullpen is tight and efficient and looks like a playoff bullpen. But but they're still not driving in the runs that they need to. They leave a leave a lot of a lot of runners on base. I had a question for you, a little bit off topic, but you said they're playing Cincy. hmm I say Voto, you say Vado. Yes. Is Joey still there? Is Joey's he still in still Cincy? There. Yeah, Joey's still there. Etobicoke's own Toronto guy. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, I think he's got one or two more years left on his 11 year deal. He's still there. He's riding it out. He's a loyal guy. He's loyal. He's not going to leave. He's a great interview as well. I hear him on Super DP. smart, super funny, super yeah. odd. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, that's like cool. That that's gotta be cool for him to play against the Blue Jays as uh, a guy from the GTA. Mm-hmm. And they're having a really good year. The Reds are having their best their best season in the last four or five years. They're totally in the playoff mix. So this this series this weekend is a is a big one. Jays are still chasing Baltimore. Uh the Rays are still ahead of them. They're right now actually just to localize it for a second and then we can move on. But they're in a battle with the are are the closest team to us, the Seattle Mariners, in terms of the wild card. I think the M's are a half game back of the Jays right now. Could change, nice. uh, could change by the weekend. So yeah, that's that's where the Jays are right now, and they got to drive in some runs or they're they're gonna slide. Better record than the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> The Yankees are struggling. I saw something about was like a 30 or 31 year streak of what is it being above 500 is in jeopardy or something to that effect. That's right. They haven't they haven't finished below 500 since like 1992. Yikes. Yeah. Love love to see the Yankees struggling. Don't we all? Love to see it. <laughs> I can't stand the Yanks. Or the Bo Sox, and it's so great. It's so great that they're struggling, and they'll just clean house, and they've got so much money. They'll fix it quickly, but, man, it's great to see the Yanks struggling. Love it. May they burn. (laughs) 
a couple of minutes ago, we talked about the FIBA championship starting on August 26th, right around the corner next week. Something else starts on the 26th, technically, but college football is back. College football is back. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about all of the turmoil and upheaval, but now we're actually getting to... I can't wait to talk college football with you this year. I think this was going to be our bread and butter. It's going to be our first go at it. Uh, Hopefully people out there, even if they're lukewarm college football fans, hopefully they get behind Jamal and I talking college football in the gloss because that is just an absolute sweet spot. It's a treasure trove of activity. Every week something's happening. The games have higher stakes than the NFL because they play less games. There's Um, no preseason in college football. There's no preseason. Nope. No, it's every week counts. You could have any given Saturday. Like mm-hmm. any team can show up and and uh, dethrone uh, a favorite. It's it's really exciting. You could I end a it. season. You could end a season on any given Saturday. You can ruin a Saturday night in that town if you go in and win. Big SEC time. country. Big time. But uh, I look forward to your uh, your tailgating recipes too as we get in. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna need those. Love it. Yeah, we can talk chili. We can talk all kinds of stuff. Sure. <laughs> but the only problem with college football uh, right around the corner is that means it's the end of summer. Yeah. And as a person who's leaving for their their quote-unquote summer vacation, which is not the case if you have kids, you know it's just a getaway. It's not a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it's merely a change of scenery. Yes. But it does signify the end of summer, and I'm I'm, I'm not quite ready for that. However, I am ready for college football. Like Bart Scott said, can't, can't wait. wait. Got a Q&A with J&J that's college football related, but you got a sponsor going to hit us with first. Q&A with J&J brought to you by potty training. <laughs> oh, feel like you got a pee, baby? Two-year-old? Oh, <laughs> let me pick you up and mad dash to the bathroom to watch you sit on the toilet and not pee. Oh, little <laughs> squirt of urine? Here's an M&M. <laughs> oh, you look at me sideways out in the front yard? Give me that side-eyed glance. Ah, oh, underwear full of dung. <laughs> the joke's on me. The milk's gone bad. <laughs> Third time's a charm. You're going to get it. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're a couple weeks out. By, by the time college football season starts on the 26th, I think we'll be close. Can we bet a chicken sandwich on that? <laughs> Double or nothing on a spicy chicken sandal? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so the Q&A with J&J this week is, what's your excitement level for college football this season? There's been so much going on, so much uh, upheaval. Movement. This, yeah, dissolution of the, the Pac-12 as we talked about. You know, Lane Kiffin's talking about we've kind of lost some of the purity of the sport with uh, how everything has been going. What are your feelings? I think this is the last year of college football as we know it. And if you're into college football, then stay tuned to the Sports Gloss because I think that's a sweet spot for Jamal and I. But but college football after this year is going to change. We've talked about in the last couple episodes, we've talked about the restructuring of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and and the dissolution of geographical lines and ties. This is the last year where these rivalries and sort of the traditions of college football, and if you're a college football fan and honk like I am, that the stuff that you love, the intricacies that you love, this is the last year that it will remain the same. Next year, 
everything changes. It's it's changing from or or really clearly, in my opinion, really clearly changing from whatever was left of the amateurism of college football, which is a shady uh, explanation at best. But next year, the NCAA college football is absolutely in the Division One ranks, absolutely pro sports. Money is at is paramount. Everything else is secondary. Um, those teams and those rivalries that get your juices flowing. Sorry, pal. No one gives a shit. <laughs> the Pac-12 certainly doesn't. The Big Ten certainly doesn't. And we will acclimate, JC. A couple years down the road, this will be a serious, serious afterthought. But this year and next year are going to be really interesting. And I think this year in particular is the last year of college football as we know it. As Michael Stipe once famously sang... It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Everything's going to change. Another thought was that the um, playoff, this iteration of it with the four teams. Next year, 12. Yep. So, yeah, this is it. Savor the flavor because it ain't going to last that long. Mm. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for this, you know, this episode, this this final iteration as you said earlier but also i think you like you said we're gonna get used to it in the future but right now it's hard to fathom what it's gonna look like in five to ten years mm-hmm. so strapping in i'm ready for this year the other the other little sort of note about all this is that that for our whole lives the the players of college football the the people on the field in this case the men on the field these these people these players were not getting paid yeah they are now able to get paid not all of them are but a lot of them are right so this is again this is absolute professionalism of college football now right the top end athletes are now getting paid in high school high school yeah right so this is this landscape is changing um the money social media every this is a evolving thing lane kiffin said that that the sort of the purity of it is gone and it is i'm glad that the pair the players are getting paid i think that's a good step but but we're opening uh doors and windows that on a summer evening that we don't really know what it's going to produce and we're gonna have to deal with the consequences down the road yeah we've had the player empowerment era in the nba and now we're seeing it in, in ncaa I feel like a lot of these college athletes, uh, student athletes, have been exploited for a long time, and now it's their come up. So here we are. Here we are in these muddy waters. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to talking a lot of college football with you over the next few months. Very excited about it. Can't wait. (laughs) We're coming to the end of episode 26 of the Sports Gloss here with Justin and Jamal. JC, what do you have going this weekend? What's going on? Are you? uh, What's on the docket for you? Busy weekend. Heading back to the Atlantics for the final oh, time. No. Summer. <laughs> yeah. So nice and did it thrice. Wow. You got the you got the punch pass out. You took the punches and this time's for free. <laughs> yep. Headed over there tomorrow night. That's fun. Saturday going to the Function Festival, BIPOC Fest, uh, Music Fest in Victoria, Ships mm-hmm. Point. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see me there, say hi. And then Sunday, got a birthday party. Going to go watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Hopefully nothing like Super Mario Bros. 
Quite a nice little lineup for you this weekend, Jamal. Yeah, hopefully no tears will be shed by my offspring. Oh, wow. And yeah, just various situations across the board there. N- nice little mixed bag. You go from sort of the the tranquility of the authentics to the, the music fest and then a birthday party. It's all there. Perfect weekend for you. Gonna be, it's gonna be a variety pack. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Hopefully, you remember um, your family's luggage, so you don't have to run back and get and grab a quick shower. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> we'll find out next week. That's right. What about you? What you got going? Uh, I've waited all summer to take a little vacation time, Jamal. So I'm I'm headed out of town first first light Saturday morning, and I'm not coming back for two weeks. Woo! Yeah, you want to reach me? I'm out of office <laughs> oh, oh oh at least for the first week first week i'm i'm gonna turn it off actually i'm looking forward to a little tech break i'm gonna turn off my phone throw it in the cupboard and just leave it for not a long time i wish it was longer but at least a couple of days i'm gonna put it down and walk away nice. and i'm not talking day one of vacation don't get me wrong i have to work up to it right like maybe day three i'll kind of reach that that comfort zone sweet spot and as mentioned before it's not a vacation it's just a getaway it's a change of scenery right (laughs) but i'm gonna take a bit of a tech break try and watch some sports docs relax is that a contradiction take a tech break and watch some sports docs it doesn't matter i don't think so i think it's different i just want to put the phone down for a while i hear you i'm always calling you clients always calling you People call me, I get it. I'm, and that's a two way street. I'm just as guilty. So I, I'm going to take a little chunk of time, 48 hours, and just set it and forget it. There's a set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. I love it. There's a song I have to send you by Unknown Moral Orchestra called Can't Stop Checking My Phone. I like I like that band. You turn me on to them. There's another song crossed my desk last week. Um, unknown mortal orchestra track that i tried to find i couldn't find it but i like them yeah shout out to the more theater yeah for sure i'm hoping to go back sometime soon (laughs) thanks for joining us for another episode of the sports class with justin jamal number 26 in the books find us on instagram at the sports class send us a message if you feel so inclined jk what do we always say to the people Peace.